Fix Insider October 27. Agencies. Most people have been underwhelmed by WPP merging two of its creative agencies last week and a goodbye piece looks deeper at the challenges facing WPP, pointing out the real problem is the underperformance of the U.S. media businesses. The new IPG results show them suffering too, as Publicis and Omnicom thrive. Trade Mag campaign misses the point as it revives that old favorite should media and creative sit more closely together again? The issue is less about where people sit and more the need for a language they both understand. A tweet from Rory Sutherland sums up the issue. You can largely explain the decline of advertising in a sentence. Media agencies know how to make money from media in the absence of creative. Creative agencies don't know how to make money from creativity in the absence of media. Digiday reminds us that agency consolidation is quite common. So we should expect some changes at group but isn't there a smarter move? Imagine if Ogilvy and Essence Mediacom merged, arguably the two smartest firms in WPP brought together to solve client problems with a full armory of tools and techniques. Let Groupm use their size and resources to handle trading, but let the thinkers collaborate. The top clients already get the best talent working together in bespoke teams, a merger of creative and media would democratize that. One person who knows a lot about this is former Group Megzec Nick Emery who is bringing creative together with media at Jellyfish, now part of the Brandtech group and this interview with him is illuminating. And it never rains but it pours, WPP are dealing with an executive at WPP-owned agency detained in Shanghai police raid. Media trading in China can be a little murky. One ray of sunshine for WPP, Sir Martin is having his troubles too. Despite all the doom and gloom people keep starting agencies. A super-smart Googler has launched Sundogs, their manifesto is promising. AdTech One byproduct of the long-standing search deal between Apple and Google was that it handicapped efforts by Apple to grow search. What that might have been will be a strong part of the government case against Google. The AdTech world is keen that Google are punished for something, with the EU urged to force them to divest their AdTech. It's clear that the power of GAFA is a disadvantage for many ad tech businesses but it's less clear how people suffer and what the consequences of divestiture would be for people's general digital experience. The building blocks of ad tech are still in flux, Google are testing ways to hide IP addresses so emulating the privacy move Apple introduced to Safari, Private Relay. And over at YouTube they are disabling ad blockers, you will now get three videos then you are out. A new deal between Instacart and the Trade Desk looks significant, it gives Instacart more reach and strengthens the Trade Desk play in retail media. AI Lots of mentions of AI in the Q3 results investor calls. Everyone recognizes its importance and everyone is looking for use cases, which tend not to be that overwhelming. Amazon have a new way to help merchants build their ads through an AI image generator. Google have shifted their sales strategy on Performance Max, their ad product where AI chooses where to allocate money across the Google products. This is now deemed better for mid-size brands than the big spenders, who tend to have more support available. But Adweek finds some buyers think Max spends on poor quality inventory, as much as 80% on open web. As Google and Facebook productize AI, albeit in quite prosaic ways, Apple is keen to catch up and Bloomberg cover their plans for Siri, music and more. Some speculation on what an AI device may look like, debunking the idea OpenAI will make a phone but floating the idea of personal area network, PAN, run by an AI assistant. Spending a lot of time looking at AI avatars in this story on AI TV presenters is interesting, but showing there is a way to go yet. But don't worry, Rishi is on it. More helpful is this essay from Matthew Ball Parallel Bets, Microsoft, and AI Strategies. Dollar, Q3 Results. 
Digital ad spend in the UK grew by 5% in the first half of this year with video performing best, up 11%. This continued growth was reflected in the latest results from GAFA etc., suggesting earlier dips had more to do with the impact Apple and privacy policy had than any ad recession. Facebook user numbers keep creeping up, almost 4 billion monthly users for the family. But revenue surged, up 23%. This reflects what we have heard all summer, the meta-ad product has overcome the issues caused by Apple privacy and is working better than ever. So smart brands that can see immediate effects shift their money. Snap shares jumped the other week when investors saw a leaked memo talking up performance, which was confirmed in their results. Daily average users grew by 12%, an extra 43 million people, and use of the app grew too. Viewing of Spotlight is up by 200% and since launching My AI, their AI-powered chatbot, over 200 million people have sent over 20 billion messages. Lots of growth in public stories too. But revenue is only up by 5%, a reflection of the strength of egg and TikTok amongst agencies. The snap strength in R in their investment in the tech stack may start to change that. Google revenue was up by 11% and some are concerned over anemic growth in Google Cloud but the YouTube figures are good. Shorts clock 70 BN views a day, up from 50 BN at the start of the year. At the start of the week Fix friend Richard Kramer made the point that future growth in ads is affected by the law of large numbers. To meet Wall Street expectations Google and Meta need to find another $40 billion in ad revenue. With a backdrop of war and worries about recession, that will be hard. Twitter. The car crash that is Twitter, do we call it Twitter? Or X? Or Toast? Has lost most big advertisers, date from ubiquity suggest many have stopped spending, but they are fighting back with ads around vertical video. Benedict Evans, who had 300k followers, explains why he is leaving the platform. New TV. Given the noise around Netflix has been a little negative it's good that Digiday have a number of ad execs talking positively. Their plans for increasing reach are being well received with rumors of carriage deals with TV manufacturers and satellite TV providers. Getting the ad-supported service onto Sky and Samsung etc. would be so smart. One major factor could be measurement, using ACR, automatic content recognition, is a game-changer and the new deal between Nielsen and LG is a big step forward. And Comscore working with Roku is also positive. With Disney in talks to sell their Indian business the FT report that other studios are similarly retreating to focus on the US. It's another example where following in the footsteps of Netflix has proved unwise. Or at least really expensive. Apple followed another Netflix strategy with the funding of not one but three £200 million budget films, Scorsese's Killer of the Flower Moon, Napoleon, a biopic directed by Ridley Scott, and Argyle, a spy thriller directed by Matthew Vaughn. I enjoyed the Scorsese movie and Variety Report early box office numbers are respectable. They do differ from Netflix in that they are respecting the traditional 45-day window between cinema release and the streaming. A cinema run isn't that important to Apple. It keeps the talent happy and Tim Cook seems to like the red carpet, but most importantly makes the debut on Apple into more of an event. When I worked on Universal Pictures a million years ago the poorest films would still get a limited cinema release as that was the only way to get press reviews, which proved invaluable for the DVD and Blockbuster some months later. Social. How TikTok brought back K-beauty. From underdogs to TikTok titans, the digital campaign that rewrote NZ's political playbook. In our latest Good TikTok Creative we look at the new partnership with Disney, a really innovative campaign as part of a global deal. Merchant. Amazon finally do something about their poor performance in grocery. But not some neat CX work to making filing the basket easier or a new take on delivery times. Instead they are running ads, reminding people they sell groceries. 
the OO campaign features eight food smiles, and is upweighted around fresh stores. Unclear as to whether it's promoting the stores or home delivery, or both, but it doesn't feel like the answer. A new report from fashion search tool Lease looks at how Instagram still dominates fashion beauty and lifestyle marketing. Work unpack the latest global ad trends report on retail media in this podcast. Benedict Evans talks with the founder of CAA startup Caravan in this podcast, building e-commerce business with Hollywood talent. Some very interesting thinking on the potential for blockchain-driven loyalty programs. On loyalty Sephora Do It Well and JD Sports are launching their own. Effectiveness. The latest Google Firestarters features Canner exec Dom Boyd talking effectiveness. Marketing Week Trump at the Adidas News they are cutting back on digital media. But Fix friend Colin Lewis picks up on the Coke CEO talking up their switch towards digital. And Marketing Week consider how the rising cost of TV is impacting the maths on payback. Inevitably it caused much debate as well as arguments over the data. But the logic is valid and it's just the timing that's in question. As I have said before, the half-life of peak linear TV is longer than many think and it will remain a valuable option for brands looking for quick reach. New research from ITV underlines this with new evidence on the hidden value of peak TV, essentially its impact on digital behavior. Plus Plus A classic from the archives, a 1970s film of Jeremy Bullmore and Stephen King talking about what is a brand? 50 Years of Music Industry Revenues, by Format The New Era of Connected Media, Wonderman Thompson Airbnb is fundamentally broken, its CEO says. He plans to fix it, Bloomberg. Britain's proposed regulation of big tech must not be weakened, US economist warn, FT. The Ray-Ban Meta smart glasses actually make the future look cool, Verge. Introducing out of phone, TikTok beyond the mobile screen. Last week tonight, John Oliver on McKinsey, very funny and pretty accurate.